0: Could probably do a dvd if you want
1: <laughs> you're an addict bro it's a fun game
0: <laughs> no i should probably go get cleaned up before Abby I'll gets play, i i can play a,
1: I'll play a game with you
0: time management know your limits is uh what i had to tell myself <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't do anything i just i'm lazy it's life
0: oh oh i clicked record and chris bugged out
1: Don't click record.
0: (laughs) Special episode this week. You want to do the intro?
1: Nope.
0: (laughs) Brandon McIntyre uh, asked at the end of the pod, or he asked in the the podcast questions, can you play sax on the pod? Like a sexy sax solo to prove to the world that Dame should remain a blazer for life. (laughs) When I'm editing, I might have to add in a little bit.
1: My (laughs) armature couldn't take playing a sax right now. It would die. <laughs> it's, not,
0: it's not too far away from anything. Shout out to Brandon. That Hi. was your fault. And that is how far we will go for your listener questions here on the Trailcaster.
1: Ready? i'm ready I'm, I'm waiting sir oh i thought i was waiting i'm fine Not i thought oh, <laughs> i
0: Hello, Rip City, to all of you in town and out of town and in every corner of the interwebs. Thank you for tuning in here with you from Hood River. My name is Keith Heltner-Smith, and here with me, as always, the on-time Hawaiian, the master of segues, Mr. Professional, Christopher Christofferson Joseph Burkhart. How are you, sir? What's up? Christopher Christofferson? I was just looking for one more thing to throw in there, you know, Chris Christofferson. Shout out Uh the the, the legendary sidekick to Blade. <laughs> yeah, everyone likes a good Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Nor can you go wrong with the Trailcasters and, and our own Christopher Chris nope. Burkhardt. He's a good We're guy. Pretty dope. He's over here working on all these awesome video segments for when we for when we go live, when we get onto the YouTubes when we step this up to the next level. And as usual, Chris yeah. is uh you know, as you can say in general, Chris is ready for it and the only real holdup is is me dragging my feet and my lazy ass around here as always <laughs> but we're not gonna drag today we have our first ever full mailbag episode here on the trail gasters i am stoked the first trail mailbag uh we've had listener questions before we've had lots of uh, uh you know uh, we, we had full-on weekly segments for a while then we took it kind of on on demand as it came in but we put out a prompt last week poor listener questions we had a bunch of people from our discord family show up we had some twitter friends show up for it and enough of you showed up that it was just too much chris and i we had enough uh enough other post trade deadline stuff to wrap up that we just didn't get to it so it gave us the the excuse to have the full mailbag this week and here we are we have so many questions chris we're just gonna skip love hugs and hate mail entirely we we all we have lots of stuff we love we have lots of things we love this week i'm sure we can talk about it next week lots of things to get over uh that will all come around another time but as for now it's all about the listener questions and listeners next time we do this if you enjoy this so much if you need to get in Send us a question anytime you want. You don't have to wait for the next mailbag. You can send the uh, send them to us on Twitter. You can send us at trailcasters at gmail.com. You can find us on Reddit. You can join our Discord. The link is in the episode description. Please, the best place to reach us, best place to interact with us is on our Discord. And it's happening... 24 hours a day pretty much at this point we've got a small crew in there uh shout out to seth shout out to brandon shout out to jp shout out to everyone there's so many more that i remember chad as well uh those are just the guys we've spoken to today there's always a conversation going on if there isn't at the moment there will be soon whether it's game day stuff whether it's completely non-basketball anything whether it's trashing the lakers talking trades just avoid BMAC on that stuff
1: you you, you guys track trash the lakers i i stayed i try to stay pretty neutral it's always a good day to trash the lakers it is always a good day to trash the lakers i'm I'm here for not 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 when not when professionally you never know if the lakers might want to hire you or not (laughs) so you gotta you gotta mind all right right, fair enough you leave that part to me i got that part that part (laughs) covered
0: (laughs) but again we're not stalling anymore wait we have listener questions to get to let's get to it first off the top Shout out to our buddy from the Unbiased Blazers podcast, Alex, uh, coming in with, uh, our, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go through the serious stuff first here. Let's get into the the, the real meat, Let's the Blazers meat, so everyone uh, gets what they came for. Alex from Unbiased is asking, can Justice Winslow be a Draymond Green type player for the Blazers?
1: No. No, flat out no. Just saying no? Did Just, Justice Winslow is in, what, his seventh year in the league now? Like He's, an, like, he's a known quantity. It, if he were a Draymond Green type, he would have been a Draymond Green type anyway. I mean, it's, I, I've said this before to you, uh, Keith. Don't get over your skis on Justice Winslow. He's good, and I think he's going to fill a very good uh, you know, rotational role, possibly. He's not your starting power forward of the future. Right um he has the ability to play some 3 some 5 but he's not your starter of the future Draymond is a starter Draymond Green is an elite right elite defender Um, even as his career path kind of hits that downward arc, he's still one of the best defenders in the game when he is healthy. His basketball knowledge is absolutely through the roof, might be one of the smartest players in the NBA. He grabs those rebounds, gets out in transition, and he's an absolute great passer. I've had these arguments many, many times over the years where, yes, Clay was the best spot-up shooter in the game, and, yes, Steph Curry was winning MVPs, and, yes, they had Kevin Durant. I still argue that the cog that made that all work was Draymond Green. If he's not there there there's a slightly different team. I mean it slightly. took him getting suspended <laughs> took him getting suspended, right, for the Cavs to come back in the finals. Right. So, uh can he be a Draymond Green type? Um again, I'm just going to say no cuz I just he's not there. And he hasn't been there for seven years. He's not going to become a Draymond Green type. And honestly, you don't really want him to because you have that type of player that you've been developing for years, as you and I have argued before. And that's Nasir Little. No, it's, so yeah, it's uh, Nasir Little's not playing right now as he rehabs his injury. So don't let's not forget that you have that type of player already. Right. You, Nasir Little is Justice Winslow but far, far better than Justice Winslow. And younger. Is. He's better than Justice Winslow right now in what, year three in year the league? three, yeah. Compared to Justice Winslow at year seven. Again, no disrespect to Winslow. I like what, what he's done. He's outperformed what I thought he was going to be here. Uh, but again, he's not your starter of the future. Um, if they build this team how they want to, he might be your backup four. He might be your end of the bench guy just to give you just that extra little bit of insurance should something happen. Mm. Good commodity to have but i wouldn't argue that he's the Draymond Green type just yet.
0: I got to do a quick side shout out to my cousin Carlene and her hey, man Andy. Hey. They both moved up here from the Bay Area a little while ago. Uh, and we'd talk Blazers Warriors matchups when they lived down there and even now that they moved up here I'm, I'm converting them to Blazers fans. But the amount that they had to Good. the amount that they had to put up with me talking About Draymond, man. Like I, I I was hating on him so often, and I have to admit, mostly it's because he's just that really good. He, he is, he's extremely well. Just diving in on this a little bit more with Winslow and and the differences. Winslow is a good defensive player. He's shown some ability for a mid range, maybe not as much of a deep shot. I, I I don't. I think maybe the biggest difference between he and Draymond's game would be the 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 passing. Like, like obviously, again, Draymond is an elite defender. Winslow's good. Draymond is a one of the smartest. Uh, high IQ basketball players in the league Winslow isn't a low IQ player he makes good moves but I'm not putting him in the elite tier I think the biggest difference though would would be the playmaking side would you agree
1: No, oh, yeah for sure I mean there's just there's things that Draymond can do that no one else can do uh, Winslow is is interestingly enough like Winslow for the role that he's playing it's 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 the role that they drafted and wanted Caleb Swanigan for.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The
1: differ- and, and, and he's the big body, just like Caleb Swanigan is. Mm. The difference is he's an athlete. Caleb Swanigan didn't have mm. that athlete gene. Um, and the fact that he was he was big, showed a ton of effort. I love that about him in summer league. But when it got to NBA games, he was slow. Yeah, and he didn't have the athleticism to move where he needed to be in time. Justice Winslow has that. You go back to the game against the Lakers where people got really excited about Justice Winslow. I got in arguments with him on social about it. But it's the fact that you know he bodied up LeBron. It's like he can though because he's big. He's got
0: body. He's yeah, big.
1: Yeah. He's big and unlike a Caleb Swanigan, he has that athleticism to to it up so again i do like him i think he, i think he can be a, a good piece off the you know if you're looking at your full 15 deep roster he's when this roster gets built how you want it to be he's probably 9 10 right right on that on that rotation and and you you could say um, that yeah, if, if i do like him though you
0: could say that if winslow was in the, the like the top six or seven players rotation next season it probably means we are we missed something with things haven't gone well
1: that's, 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 I mean, yeah, he's probably, I mean, he's higher than my opinion than CJ Ellaby is. Even yes, though CJ definitely. has looked better recently, but he's higher than him. But if either one of those guys are in your rotation, I like drew Eubanks right now too. But I mean, I mean, he's probably in your rotation cause he's a solid backup big. So I take back what I was about to say about him. Well, um, definitely, definitely like him in the backup big role. But yeah, if he is a key key, like if he's your sixth man coming off the bench, Uh, then yeah, you didn't build the roster out properly enough. If he's eight, nine, 10, you're fine. I think you're fine.
0: You had almost a perfect transition there, Mr. Master of Segways. You overshot it just a little bit. (laughs) The next question coming in here is from my dad and Debbie. Does Drew Eubanks have a long-term spot with a team?
1: My answer is yes. I think he does. Um, especially since the the removal of of Cody Zeller, mm. uh, there's just not a lot of big bodies on this roster. I think I think all indications are, as you've seen, that I think Yusuf Nurkic is back. I think. I would not be surprised if the reason Yusuf Nurkic is out with, quote, plantar fasciitis is because they basically came to agreement on numbers already. They threw a number at him. He said, yep, that's about what I thought I was. His agent agreed. And they said, "Okay, well, it's in our best interest now to sit you out. And I I think that is pretty close to reality. Um, And in that case, now you're looking for your backup big role. Um, Cody Zeller was good good better defender than the Ennis Cantors of the world. Um and I actually really liked him in the role a lot. But again, Drew Eubanks is not a slouch either. And if you're gonna be able to get him on a min deal to keep him around because he's not gonna command anything more than a minimum deal, then I definitely think you're gonna keep him around. It's always nice too to have the local guy that ties to Reynolds High Reynolds High School out in Troutdale, uh where I covered a few of his games back in high school. Um, back when he was in high school, not when I was in high school. I'm, I'm, I'm old, <laughs> I'm not young. Um, and then obviously Oregon State. Um, so it's nice to have those ties, but I like him. I think, I mean, if he if you have watched him he's good he's explosive uh can get up above the rim for again whether it's rebounds or trying to block shots or he's a dunker which is just fun oh yeah um, i think Dan morang i think Dan Marang tweeted the other day uh, that uh, that i think that the blazers are going to break their season record for dunks in like a week <laughs> just because <laughs> of the way the roster's playing right now yeah uh, but yeah does he have does he have a long term plan here i mean they signed him to a 10 day to see and i think he's going to show enough that at least be viable uh candidate for that backup center role in free agency
0: yeah, I'm I'm with you. I like the idea of having I like the idea that Nurk is is uh has has agreed to some of the team already. That's it, a great idea. My concern is that uh there was a lot of talk about I, I think Nurk wanting to enjoy free agency, wanting to kind of look at what he could get. And I'm again, I'm not saying you're wrong. I think that just from Blazers fans' perspective Having gone through some of this with you know players like Batum in the past, I feel like I remember that same kind of thing where there's a lot of that idea of it, does he want to be here or not? And no, he wanted to go test the market, and you know we all know how that worked out.
1: Yeah, but, if, but, but, but Batum at that point in time was offered a max deal, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, different he's, scenario. He's not going to. I mean, no one's no one's offering Yusuf Nurkic a max deal for a, for a big man center in the league who's not named Embiid or Nikola or Jokic. Like, they're, like he's not getting a max deal offer. So yeah, I don't think you have to worry about him running away. You're not worried about like, like a poison the pill
0: kind of thing. Like some team just trying to offer just to make sure we can't lock him up easy. They,
1: everyone knows we're in a bad cap spot or, you know, we're in a tight spot as far as our roster no I, I i am not like i said i think if they freed up cap space i think a team like uh charlotte would be a, a, a logical landing spot for him i think he'd pair very well next to lamello and the pieces that they have down there what they're really lacking is just a real good nice pick and roll center um, but other than that that's just there's not a command for for his skill set with the teams that have money to spend so i mean you look at San Antonio, they're going to have a lot of money to spend. But you got to remember, they have they they didn't trade him. There's rumors they were going to, but uh, they have Yakapodal and or Pertle, excuse me, and they have uh, <laughs> uh, Zach Collins, yeah, was yeah. a center, leisure's legend. So there you go. So they have two centers right there that they like on their roster. So I don't see them making a run at NERC. Yep. And then you have Detroit, who's going to have more money than just about anybody. And Orlando is going to have a ton of money too. Um, but Orlando has guys like, you know, Obama that they might want to keep around. They also have a guy in Jonathan Isaac, when he gets back from the, um, the ACL injury that he was came into the league as a small forward, plays a lot of power forward, but he's like six foot 11. Like the guy can go play mm-hmm. center in today's NBA too. So they got a skill, a skill set there. And again, like Detroit's not looking for it. So again, the teams that have money just aren't going to be going and throwing a max out at, at Nerk just so he doesn't sign with Portland. So well, good to me. Uh, to me, I think I think Portland is is the destination. Again, could someone could someone throw a cog in that? I, I of course, yeah, it's a never done deal till pen hits paper, right? But I think right now all indications are that he is probably leaning towards a return to Portland. And
0: we'll talk more about Nurk in a minute, I'm sure. But yeah, as far as the question here with Eubanks, long-term spot, uh, like you said, they've got him here for the 10-day. They're seeing what he has. And if we do have Nurk locked up, that certainly does make you think that maybe the, the, they're looking to just kind of fill in that backup spot and he would be a cheap option who has size, uh, seems to, you know, he, he's not lost out there on the floor. He doesn't look like a deer in headlights as much as we've seen in the past. And the, the local ties got to count for something more so maybe with the Blazers than even other franchises as far as kind of enjoying that, that whole character thing.
1: Yeah, and, it's a, and, and and when you go back to what Cronin said about Josh Hart, looking for those guys that can play multiple positions, that's Drew Eubanks too. I mean, Drew, Drew Eubanks, you can put him next to Nurkic in lineups, and he's going to play just fine at the power forward spot. I mean, he's probably better center than power forward, very similar to Zach Collins, but I mean, he's, he has the ability to play there. As were Nurk, you can't play Nurk there at power forward just because he's going to give away just too much. He just doesn't have the speed to keep up with some of those smaller power forwards um same with like if you when you had ennis and nurk together like you weren't playing a lot of them together just because he couldn't have one of them at the four drew you can play there so there's some versatility that he brings as well
0: all right so i'm rearranging some of these questions on the fly since we're kind of diving into the nurk stuff now let's just go for more Uh, another one of our discord friends Ike in Portland, also on Twitter as well, uh, made some awesome pins back in the day. So uh, shout out to Ike and, and the uh, the art. Also, he played poker with us the other week. So shout out to the gambling oh, man. Nice. Uh, Ike's first question. How do we feel about Nurk and Winslow's budding relationship? Did you see some of this? Uh,
1: Call him baby bear or yeah, yeah,
0: boo-boo bear. Boo-boo bear is what it was. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like Nurk, Nurk came like. up with a nickname for justice is what it was
1: hey man how can you how can you not love it considering i mean cj gets traded to new orleans and then says he hasn't even talked to zion as where winslow gets traded to <laughs> portland and he's already becoming buddy buddy with Nurk. right so, so how do you not like it and again like Nurk is a guy out there like uh Nurk just wants to be loved that's the personality type he is yep. he just wants to be loved and, and that's not a knock on him man because that's A hundred percent, how I am too. Like if I'm in a group of people, like I just, I just want to feel like I'm accepted within that group. And if people don't, then I just, I'll turn off. Yeah. Like, like I just, if I feel like I'm just the third wheel, or people just don't like me, like I'm just, I'm just, I don't, I don't want to be there. It just turns me off. I think Nurk is like that too. It's like if he's in a situation where people don't like it, him and it's just it's just, whatever this is this is not this is boring to me. Like I don't want to be here anymore. Right, yeah. it, it's a down it's a downer. So when you get the players that you like and you build those relationships and you're just happy all the time. It makes a difference. It. it adds up, man. I love it. It makes it makes a difference. So again, you talk about what that budding relationship is. It can't be bad. Yeah, it can't, can't be, and, bad. and can
0: I even take it a step further in a, another you know some of the NBA fans are very familiar with right now. It's about mental health. It it really helps your mental health, your mentals, if you enjoy what you're doing, if you enjoy doing it with the people you're doing it with, and the effect of when you don't enjoy working with the people that you work with, that that can have a very bad effect on your mental health, and we've seen this play out in uh other situations around the NBA, which we don't need to get into because we've talked about that absolutely, before.
1: absolutely. It's like and it's for as much like for as much as as we dog Neil Shea, mm-hmm. rightfully mm-hmm. so, for the toxic work environment he created, um, a lot of that was not necessarily. Um, toxic work environment with the players. I mean, at all points, there was just a lot of other stuff going on. And the reason I say that is like, uh, everyone thought, well, not everyone, I'm just making it sound bigger because it's going to (laughs) make me sound better. But a lot of people thought that the writing was on the wall, that Rodney Hood was gone, that like Portland's not going to pay him money. He's going to get a lot more money elsewhere. And he did. He got offers for more money than the Blazers offered. And I said, going into free agency, that with his anxiety and some of the mental issues that he's had, it meant a lot to him how Portland really took care of him mentally. Treated him well, yeah. And I and that will factor in in free agency. And then I had people tell me how wrong I was. And then, <laughs> lo and behold, he took less money to stay in Portland. And that was a big part of it. And again, there, there could be um, dividends again, about they treated him.
0: It, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, there could also be dividends about this when you treat players well. Word can get around behind the scenes. We don't have to just stick with this idea of, oh, Portland's not a free agent destination. No one wants to come up here. That can be true in the past. We can also kind of be changing things here. And if players feel like they're treated well, you know, it it can help. It can, can, at the very least, can kind of tilt things in the right direction if there's a decision to be made in the future. Next question. We have another one in from from Dad and Debbie. Compared to CJ, uh, is Penny Simons ahead or behind in his development as a player? I thought this was actually kind of interesting, like, because CJ. So C, is Amf, uh, P, Anthony Simon started younger than CJ did when he got here. C, CJ was a four-year college player. Anthony's coming straight in from yep. the IMG Academy, so that's one big difference. Beyond that, though, CJ, I believe, sat for pretty much his entire first year and almost like most yeah, of the he, first he was, two years, behind, right?
1: He was he was behind West. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's behind Wesley, and then Aaron Flahell comes in as well. When the team thought they were going that direction, uh, and you know, yeah, Anthony has not had the the keys to the team right from the get-go but yeah i I feel like his uh much less of a slow start as as far as his nba career
1: um yeah i mean he he had he was development wise like you said coming in straight from from img does make a big difference because you came in fair. You know, younger than CJ, he was 19 in his rookie year, as where CJ was 22. Uh, but I mean, at this point in his fourth year, he's now doing absolutely phenomenal. But it's even CJ McCollum in his third year in the league when he actually was handed the keys to be the be a guy on the, he was um, he was better than Ant Simons is right now. CJ like, in his third year
0: is better numbers than any in his fourth.
1: Yes, he does, and that is. um yeah, he started all 80 games. He was given the keys. It was the year before that was when Wes, Wes hurt his Achilles, and then CJ finally got some minutes there right at the end of the year and then did really well in that playoff series that they lost to Memphis. But yeah, his first year as a starter, he averaged averaged almost 21 points. And here's Ant right now as starting half the season, averaging 17. So they're pretty close to each other. Um, I think Ant still has a little ways to go to be as lethal as CJ McCollum is off, was here offensively um cj mccollum is a certified bucket and i absolutely love what he's doing in new orleans Uh, the uh he is having a career resurgence so to speak a career year with the numbers in new orleans and a lot of that has to do with what i tweeted the other day and told you uh via text is just the fact that he's playing point guard he's not playing a lot of shooting guard with with new orleans it's almost a 50 50 split between his minutes that's where he was at 90 uh, percent of his minutes at shooting guard in portland so there is the argument to be made was was he being played out of position <laughs> and portland fans should know anytime dame was injured and had to sit and dame or uh, cj was your starting guard he tended to have he did pretty, pretty well. damn good games yeah. so um but I, I also think keith let's i think we need to table uh, i get the question but i think we need to table the comparison like okay. is he ahead of is he ahead of of cj mccollum and his Maturation is he going to be as a good, good this or good that? Because theoretically, yes, he's filling the shoes left by CJ McCollum. Um, but I think with the way Coach Billups is going to build this team and make them work offensively, you're going to see a shooting guard that works much different mm. than CJ McCollum has for the last what eight, nine years here in Portland. I gotcha, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a hard comparison. Again, they're two different styles, too. CJ is that slow finesse style, and is going to be that fast explosive type he's i mean if if portland's lucky he's jaw light right the ability to get past defenders get to the rim show off his bounce so yeah and that's just not cj's game it was it was oh my gosh breaking news cj mccollum dunk the ball right (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah so but i get but it is it's a fair question i just don't want to try to make the comparison between the two too much too much longer
0: okay Gonna fire through a bunch of these rapid, uh, rapid fire style, real quick, just to get through and make sure we don't run too far on it. Uh, another one from Dad and Debbie predict where and how many draft picks the Blazers will have this offseason. i are gonna have 30 picks, everybody. <laughs> They're gonna have two picks in the top 12, let's say. Uh, no, I don't
1: think no? so. Not that good. I don't think so no i think right now they're gonna have their their pick is predicted to be uh ninth that's the according to tankathon last i checked they have the highest percentage possibility ending with the ninth pick um the pelicans are starting to play really well Mm. the pelicans are looking like a team that's going to get into that play and Mm. probably end. they i mean they might end at ninth they i mean and if they end at ninth then you're looking at what the 15th 16th pick like that. So, uh yeah, I think I think Portland's probably looking at two top 15 picks. Well, but if if, mean, if, there's, if there's
0: if the Pelicans fall to 15 hmm? or 16 for the pick, that's not even our pick at that point, right? Like our, is it lottery protected or just no? It's just top five protected. I, I thought it was. It was we, we get it if it's fifth through 14th. If it's like 15th and below, it goes to Bulls this year and we get it next year or something. Oh, okay. Well, it's then crazy ridiculous. If it goes
1: well, however that protection right, works. Right, Excuse right. me. Thank you for the correction. If that's the case, then they're not getting the Pelicans. Yeah. So then, I, I, <laughs> I, So so you want the Pelicans to lose a few more games? The thing is, CJ's gelled with that team really yeah. real quickly. Brandon Ingram Ingram's playing well. Jackson Hayes has found his role. Valanchunas is a stud, and they got an absolute draft steel and herb jones so i i i have faith in that team i think it's a good team but if we're gonna say that they keep their pick from the pels don't say they do i think they're gonna have two picks in the top 15 two
0: in the top 15 or one in the top 10 hopefully if we if we lose that second one if pels are doing that well i i can see it i i, I think it's a, a safe spot for now we'll obviously readdress that in the future uh, two follow up questions from Ike. Will we be getting a custom boo boo bear jersey to support Justice Winslow? Are, are you
1: buying the boo boo bear jersey? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, it, it's a good idea, Ike. But it's also a bad idea. What? Because getting. Hear me out. Hear me out. Getting a custom jersey? A boo boo bear jersey? That's easy. That's easy. These teams sell jerseys all the time. Yeah, can we can jersey. make any Just we can in. make you a custom jersey anytime. If you're gonna if you're gonna hit on the boo-boo, then you have to enter in with a partnership with Build-a-Bear and it has to be the <laughs> custom Blazer boo-boo Build-a-Bear. Nice. Oh, then they can set go. up a little a little Build-a-Bear <laughs> shop out on the concourse. You can go out at halftime, put your foot on the pedal, fill your brand new custom boo-boo oh Build-a-Bear God. with the stuffing. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know, you know how you go to build a bear, you put a little, you put a heart inside of it. Oh man, this should be all. These should all be custom. So instead of a heart, you have to, you have to put a pinwheel inside. There we go. And that's when they stuff Here it. And then every bear should have, every bear should have a hand that that speaks when you squeeze it, but it doesn't do like the "I love you," which is like one I got my my girlfriend who turned into my wife back in oh, the day. Yeah? I got her cute little oh. build a bear. You go, I love oh. you, I love you. I got, I got some for the kids. Say the same thing, but like I said it to them, and you know it's cute. But no, if you get the custom boo-boo Build-A-Bear, then every time you you squeeze the hand, it has to be Bill Shonley going, Rip, Rip City, baby. Nice. <laughs> every single bear... Yeah, hand them out to everyone. I want twenty thousand strong. Every time, every time there's a, a sweet shot, everyone has to push their bear. So you just hear twenty thousand bears. Rips- <laughs> Rip city, baby. That, that is, anyway, I, 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 I'm the tangent king over here. But the point is, if you're gonna do some sort of custom deal with Boo Boo Bear, it has to be the Boo Boo Build-a-Bear.
0: The Boo Boo Build-a-Bear. Oh, I love it. They, you know, I, I also bought a Build-a-Bear for my, uh, for a girlfriend back in high school. She did not become my wife. Um, wait, wait, which, which I'm okay with. That's that, you know, yeah. Uh, hi, Abby. Shout out to Abby. Okay, delete that part. Uh, <laughs> another follow up from Mike. When will a local merch place make a hearts on fire shirt? I can hear with all of the merchandising questions. Look at this.
1: Say, say that one again. Uh,
0: he wants it. When will a local merch place make a hearts on fire oh, shirt? Like Josh Hart, hearts on fire. Um, and you know, let me just say as a side real quick good time to mention, Trailcast is we're gonna be working on some of our own merch. So, uh, a hearts on fire shirt, that could be cool. Pooba Bear, build-a bear thing, you know, maybe if blazers go there. But if you like your merch, keep an eye out for the trailcaster swag coming up here. We're gonna, we'll get some uh some custom shirts, some some of the on-time Hawaiian shirts uh going <laughs> and, and whatever else. But yeah, what do you think? Uh you you gonna find a, a hearts on fire shirt from Josh Hart?
1: Again, a perfect, perfect marketing opportunity up I five with the Famous fire on the mountain for your heart, hearts on fire uh, There you go. <laughs> nice. And your hearts on fire shirt. See, this is, I have obviously missed my calling. Marketing. As a marketer. I, should have, I should have been in
0: marketing. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Die Mad, uh one of our Twitter friends at PlayS4247, underscoring there as well. You'll figure it out. How many games does Eric Bledsoe play for Portland?
1: Hmm. He is going to play the same amount of games as Damian Lillard represents on the back of his jersey. Hey,
0: <laughs> zero. Yeah, I'm I, I'm with you on that. That's what I was thinking for a long time. But I also thought Bledsoe would be out of here by now. I didn't think he'd still be on the roster. I, I do feel like I, I, I at least heard some jokes at one point, I think on some other pod, maybe uh, Mike Richmond talking about how maybe Bledsoe is just kind of this extra tank insurance the same way that they took Nurk out the team won four out of five games So they're like okay Nurk you got to sit with some plantar fascia here uh if if Penny and the team Penny and Josh and the rest continue to win games they throw Bledsoe in be like okay Penny you got to sit for a bit we're gonna throw Eric out there and then you know they're gonna lose games I feel like that's the <laughs> only reason he's really that's the only way he could play games is if Penny and the rest are doing that well but uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think ideally, I'm with you. He, he, should play zero.
1: Here's the thing with, with Bledsoe. Um, I think he's gonna be moved in the off season and fairly quickly. Um, I think they only get to do salary wise. I think they only get to move his, his, uh, non guaranteed or whatever the deal is. He's three point nine million guaranteed until june 29th on june 29th his contract becomes fully guaranteed and that's at 19 mil so they're not going to keep him around at 19 mil, Keith. That's right, stupidity. Right, crazy. That's absolute stupidity. Undoes all the so roster
0: flexibility that we've been working on. Apparently,
1: He's either, he's either being traded in the off season as some sort of cap filler, because again, if you can, if you I believe you're allowed to trade that part of his deal that is guaranteed. So you aren't, you, you cannot trade him in the, once the off season comes, you cannot trade him for that 20 mil that his contract is for that year, but you can trade him worth that four point mil that he is going to be paid. Of the, the, guaranteed portion of it and if that's the case that's that's a good chunk of money when it comes to trying to make contracts work and all that but either way again he becomes fully guaranteed on June 29th and that's 19 million dollars almost 20 that Portland does sure. not have to spend on a fringe bench player yeah. um is he good yes and he's probably i mean he's still good defensively he's always been a good defensive guard but Portland does not have 20 million dollars to put into another backup guard right now cuz if you are going to guarantee Eric Bledsoe at $20 million a year, and he's going to be on your contract or under contract next year. Then uh, why did you trade CJ McCollum? Cause you should have just traded, kept CJ McCollum and then signed Anthony Simons to the same money anyway, and had your backup guard still making $20 million a year, but it's 22 <laughs> year old uh, Anthony Simons. So yeah, I, I think he's gone in the off season.
0: I, I could, I could see it. Next question. From JP Mac, one of our listeners down in Oz, uh, down from Australia. Shout out to, uh, to everyone around the world listening to Trailcasters, the Trailcasters Empire.
1: I love, I love that we have Aussie listeners. That's so freaking sweet to know this thing travels the world a little it, bit.
0: It makes me, it warms
1: my heart, bro. It feels so nice to just, you feel like you got that kind of reach and that many people participating like in I, have this. A, I, feel like, I feel like I have a connection to the Aussies as a Pacific Islander. I mean, New Zealand. <laughs> part of the, 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 the Polynesian island change, Otoroa as it was before it became New Zealand, the, the Maori people. So you're only off the coast of Australia there. I mean, you're close enough. We're, it's like we're best friends already. There you I go. like this. Yeah. We're best friends. Your neighbors.
0: We're practically... Yeah, he's practically down the street, really. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> so JP's question. Uh, I I got just... JP Mac being the, the handle. And also, uh, our buddy here has joined us on Discord. So not only this guy... Uh, a listener from across the world, but he's in here participating with us every week, talking about all the random things on game days, all the random trashy Lakers stuff. We're sharing Wordle stories. Lots of fun things going on on our Discord. Please come and join us in our episode description. So, JP's question I want to know the deal. I want to know what the deal is with Joe Cronin and the interim title. What the hell? Is he authorized to rebuild or reshape the team? He's doing it. Is he just following orders? Why is he still interim? Don't they want to pay him? Is there someone else lined up? What message is it sending to Dame, the roster, the fans, free agents, the league? I'm just confused. You and me both, JP. I'm with you. I, I don't I, I don't know why. Okay. I I feel like the answer that I hear around, and Chris can probably confirm this more than anything, is that this is about flexibility for ownership. If, if they're trying to do something where they're looking at possibly selling the team to new owners that they they don't want to have the GM instilled it just makes it that much more appealing is that correct
1: sure I think so I mean is there anything else it would allow it would allow if they were going to sell them anytime soon a new a new uh owner to come in and just have all their own guys not have to worry about any contracts or this and that but I think the writing's also on the wall that I think he is the guy. He's the fact that he's, I mean, he's been at these press conferences talking. He's been uh, laying out his plan for building this roster, done a lot of work with Chauncey Billups. I think the fact that he is. Getting very close with Billups and doing some of these trades specifically to start building and getting the players that Chauncey Billups likes. That if there is any indication that you know they're going to go a different way, that I definitely think Chauncey Billups is going to put up a fight to keep him. Hmm. Um, and then obviously well respected within the organization and has been for what like fourteen years now, some crazy number he's been here. So well, as, uh, as you yeah, said
0: though, uh, what's the what's the interim title about then? Why they haven't they just done it?
1: It's just the title. I mean maybe he is behind closed doors there's maybe there's financial implications to it i i freaking don't know um but if i mean the easiest one would be if they plan on selling anytime soon the interim tags easier to remove than the full general manager tag is so um but again you don't know what's going on there and I, i i just just look at the moves that are happening i mean some of them are obvious that they were made um from the top down and the, the boss Rico told him trade. to do something yeah, and he did it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then the other ones were, Hey, I'm going to get out there and see what I can get for my assets. That's what happened with CJ McCollum went out and got Joe Ingalls, who he believes is going to be a part of the future. So yeah, I think, I think he, I think he's the guy. I definitely think he's the guy. I don't think this is necessarily like the coaching type thing where, uh, you, I mean, you, you give an uh, interim coach the, the title and, You know, let him run with it for a minute and then you hire your guy. So uh, I think he's the guy, though. Um, Now, I think another reason, though, Keith, that you have the interim title versus the full title is now that I said the coach part out loud, that makes sense to me is perhaps you are waiting until the off season to see if any other GMs who may have been on your radar uh, are let go. Uh, and okay. since those also since those deals aren't necessarily things that we know like player contracts, perhaps there's a GM that you have a lot of interest in whose contract is coming up and is going to be a quote GM free agent. Right. someone you can go tackle. So I would think that is possibly another reason he still has the interim tag is waiting for the off season to do due diligence on your full search of people that you may want to be interested in.
0: Okay. That that makes sense as well. We kind of talked about it a little bit before when it was uh, the, uh, the, the Danny Ainge theoreticals and all that uh, when, when people were still kind of looking at uh, who could replace, uh i'll show you the first time around next question coming from haley my brother's wife haley shout out to her thank you for listening and writing in haley asks big serious one really going deep here will blaze have a 20th birthday party i had to check on this haley uh is correct blaze the the, the mascot for the blazes was uh announced uh originated in 2002 born so born i yeah. born. guess <laughs> we can say born for a mascot uh for you know someone who emerged born fully f- formed and and capable of all of his mascot things uh blaze was born in 2002 so this would be his 20th birthday do you
1: think he gets a birthday party from the blazers well he gets one every single year right have you never been to the blazes blazes birthday bash every single year where all the mascots are there to celebrate Bra- blaze's birthday i really are these just have not, not games seen this. on your radar are these are these just games that haven't been on your radar for for your season tickets like those weren't the ones you attended i have really never seen this there's there's a full yeah on they're all like bash. well yeah yeah oh. blitz will come down benny the beaver uh the duck uh one of them ha- I, I one of them even this was only a few years ago even though they don't exist the freaking the the sasquatch from the seattle sonics was there <laughs> yeah and then uh, yeah the gorilla from the suns is, has showed up benny the bulls there almost every single time wow yeah okay. they do okay. it's one yeah it's like blaze's birthday just, just don't and, invite them but we all know we all know that you know even mascots can't legally drink till they're 21 so oh. that's when the real ragers yeah yeah from. he's got a little Still, bit longer sure to wait. they do this every year they they do have a they do celebrate the blaze okay. every single year okay okay
0: i'm i'm glad to hear it and i'm glad he's inviting like the 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 sun's gorilla uh and and some of the others you know there's some good mascots out there hopefully you're leaving the uh the condor from the clippers out hopefully you're leaving king baby out that guy is a fuck up he would ruin the party a king Baby is just... I don't think you can have him.
1: Hey, King Cake Baby, you can hate him, but the city of New Orleans loves him, baby.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Evan M. down there in New Orleans. Yeah, I, I, I
1: like the tradition of Nothing King Nothing is... Baby. Wor- I mean, uh, you could pick on the Pelican, but that's not as bad as the freaking oh, Clipper con Oh, the condor. Pelican
0: was creepy as... F- dude like no 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 the,
1: the pelican is creepy but the clipper condor is just a bad the mascot. condor is ridiculous it's horrible
0: and yeah like i was saying king cake baby love the tradition in new orleans but seeing that thing on the court walking around on the sidelines of the court is just nightmarish it's horrible it's nightmarish. no good all right uh more questions coming up here once again listeners if you have any thoughts on these questions feel free to write in share what you think Tell us uh, tell us how you feel about some of these, how we got things wrong. Submit your own questions. You can write us on tra- at trailcasters on Twitter. Find us on Reddit. Email us at trailcasters at gmail.com. And mostly, come and join our Discord. We got a good party going on there. Link is in the episode description. You've heard me say it before. I can't even get the words out right now, so let's go back to more questions where we can just hear. I'll deliver the question. Chris can talk. Next question coming from Brandon McIntyre. Shout out to BMAC, <laughs> our our local, our our trade... Trade demon, I don't know what you'd call him in the Discord, but he's uh he loves he loves getting under my skin with the the Dame trade talk. His question today:
1: He's 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 a guy who lives his life on the stock market, and if he doesn't, he should because (laughs) all he worries about is money, 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 money. Like he's if he were a wrestler, his music, his theme music would be Shane McMahon's. You know, here comes the money. He crunches those numbers. Money, 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 (laughs) money b mac ching ching see that's that's b mac all about the money i,
0: I love giving brand a hard time too he came on the pod a little while ago so friend of the show as well uh keep adding these titles for everybody uh but yeah he he's he likes getting out of my scheme with the dame trades and i like uh giving him a hard time about the same his question today the team has been punching above their weight for a few games but still not likely a good team this season and I, I remember now I had to kind of reword some of his stuff because he was just getting a little too harsh on the Blazers here, so we we toned this down. But yes, still not likely a good team this season. If they find some magic, Chris, do you see the magic coming from a Simon's Heart backcourt combo or from Justice Winslow or Trinan Watford? Like, if this team goes from being a likely not good team to suddenly, oh my God, they're making the plans and probably just crushing it all the way up to the eighth seed. Who's bringing it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: next question <laughs> all <laughs> right crushing it all the way to, all, crushing it all the way to the eighth seed my ass. well
0: they know that, that wasn't him that was me i, I threw that part in there <laughs> don't hate BMac for that his question was just who brings the magic is it the simon's heart backboard or justice winslow Trenton wofford who, who brings it if it were to be brought
1: oh it's already been brought in <laughs> i feel i'm in a mood um <laughs> No, I think to, to, to realistically answer the question, I, I I don't think that they're going to make that push, but I do think there's still going to be magic left in the season, whether it be a game or a run where they win a few. Um, and I think that that magic is going to continue to come from Simons. I think he's going to be phenomenal until they decide to put, put the plug on him. I wouldn't be surprised if he sits some games down the stretch. Um, but other than that, I think you're going to have to see a lot out of Josh Hart because I think he's going to have a lot to prove. Um, because, yes, they traded for him. Yes, they've been very complimentary of him. But I still think he needs to prove, uh, not only to himself, but to the team, that I am definitely a piece. As you guys continue to rebuild and want to build around Dame, I'm a piece that you can have. I think he's already started to do that, and he's needs to continue to make them believe. Secondly, I think it's Watford. I think he has mm. a ton of room to grow, and I think uh, between him and Greg Brown, um, and even Justice Winslow, Justice Winslow is, is already... We know he is what he is. And I I just I like him, but again, don't see a big jump all of a sudden. Right, right. Watford is one that I could really see like end of the year, maybe it's the last week, week and a half, where it's like, Hair kid, it's yours today. Go do everyone it. else is sitting, you're the stud. Just go, go out and maybe have Maybe have a game like Ant had against the the Sacramento Kings in 2019, right? That the solidified the playoff race. So I, that that's who I'm going to watch is is Watford for sure, especially since they just you know signed him to that deal. Yeah,
0: you know what, man, I, I would. I love watching Penny go off. I love seeing you know the way that Dame has torched teams before, but to see a big man have one of those games like what you're saying, if Watford could have that kind of game like what Penny had against the Kings is kind of his coming out party. It's the same way with Nurk, man. When you see Nurk go off, when Nurk has like a, a giant knight, it is just fun to watch on a different level than it is guards. I'm not against guards. It's more like the game that we all play. Uh I'm not seven feet tall. I can't just push someone like you know, back someone down to the rim and get an easy little like you know, soft touch lob or layup. But yeah, watching someone just, just go in there and bang and just just get theirs all night, man. I would love to see that from Watford. Okay. Some rapid, I mean, hey, a shooting guard, it's in their name, shoot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: shoot, <laughs> shooting guard. Your job is to go have those games.
0: I like, I like seeing those big men go off though. Okay, some rapid fire questions here from my grandma. Grandma, also listening to the pod. Shout out to grandma, right. right? Nin, uh, she is a massive Blazer fan, she's gone to uh, a couple games with us recently as well um makes sense to me
1: now that you censor all our profanities
0: (laughs) hey look you know i don't mind profanities i don't mind i'll swear all day and i'm sure other people that swear they don't mind it but if there's a if there's fans out there if there's listeners that have kids in the car or if you're listening to this in the kitchen you got other family around it's probably a little more enjoyable for for all audiences if they have the quacks and the, the car horns and the goat sounds and let's be honest too if if you and if you're someone who swears and you don't mind that uh, if you don't need it censored, you're probably not pissed off by the censoring where if, if someone might be pissed the other way around, we, we welcome all audiences here, Chris, that's what the censoring is for more than anything.
1: It's fair. Anyway, what's, what's Graham, Graham Graham. Shout out
0: to grandma, man. Okay. So she has a couple here. Any regrets about
1: trading CJ seeing how well he's playing in new Orleans? No, I agree. I think there, there are great on the, there on CJ McCollum is that he wasn't traded sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think his trade value was at an all time high in 2019. Even you know right before they made that playoff push, and yes, the playoff push was great, and the playoff push was largely due in part to CJ, CJ yeah. McCollum. But I think there was a, t- a point in time where they could have gotten a lot more for him. Granted, again, I love Josh Hart, but uh, I-, I don't regret it because you're seeing him play some of the best basketball of his career so far with New Orleans, and it just goes back to what I said earlier, Keith. You have to. Look at them independently for what they are. He is playing a different role with New Orleans in a slightly different system than he was playing here in Portland. He is more of the point guard there versus the shooting guard. And honestly, it just meshes very very well with his skill set I said I think it's crazy that Portland fan argues all the time that he was just a black hole of a ball player and couldn't pass the ball and down in New Orleans he's getting seven eight assists a game like nothing so no don't regret the fact that they traded him because he's playing well I think he's playing well just because of the circumstances there in New Orleans very very good for him but it was in the best interest of the Blazers to move on because the version of CJ that you're getting in New Orleans right now you were not going to get as long as he was in Portland next to the Dame it just was going to happen yeah it's better
0: for everyone it would have been nice if it happened a while ago uh just as far as what we would would have possibly gotten out of it as a a team up here but yeah it's 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 good to see him go off there it just it would never have helped us uh, on this end so uh, no regrets happy with what we've got let's move forward grandma next asks shout out to grandma will Nas play again this season or postseason we saw pictures today of nasir little back at the practice facility for the first time since surgery i believe so that's probably where this is coming from what do you think? Do we see him if if we make the play in? If we if we're managing to make this like late season push at the last minute, do we see Nasir Little back on the court? I I hope not. I agree,
1: totally. I hope not. Even if even if he's healthy, no, nothing to gain, everything to lose. Yep. Nope. I don't want, I don't want to see him back on the court.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of like what we said about Nurk earlier too, where if, if there's a deal on the side, that could be largely why they've had him sit with plantar fasciitis is just to keep anything worse from happening. And if, if you've got yeah. Nas for next year, if you know, he's going to be a piece for the future, you don't need to, you don't need to try and have him carry the weight of getting us across that line for a season that's already lost.
1: Just go, let's go, let's go to the Rockies real quick. And Denver, you know, the reports that, uh, michael porter jr and jamal murray could both be back uh in time for the playoffs if not the next few weeks and nikola Jokic was asked about that and even nikola Jokic. Yeah. and i mean come on those those two players take denver from the good team that they are oh, right yeah. now to a great they team and team. a potential a potential championship caliber type team and even Jokic was like i'd would love to have them back, but I just want to make sure they're healthy. Yep. Like I yep. don't want them to rush back at all. I want them to take all the time they need. Don't worry about what's going on here because I want them for years to come, not just one playoff push. Yep. And that's how, that's how I sit with a uh, Nishir little.
0: Uh, and grandma's final question, question number three from grandma, shout out to grandma. Will Nurk play if we make the plan? And we, we did kind of address this earlier, but just wanted to make sure we got in, you know, gave, gave respect to the lady of the house, uh, and, and throwing these questions out there for us. Uh, Nurk being out four-ish weeks right now with a plantar fasciitis, whether that's real and he gets reevaluated, or whether it's fake because of the contract stuff, I do not expect to see him play.
1: Well, the answer to Grandma's question is stated, no, we won't see him because they're not making the play. (laughs) There you go. Okay.
0: All right. Next question coming from Seth, another one of our longtime friends of the show. He's been on here before. He took part in some of these group uh, party podcasts that we did. What was that like? Two summers ago, man, seems like way too long ago. We need to get more of those group pods where we had like five guests at once in here. Uh, it was a really fun time. That was before your time, Chris. So uh, we'll we'll see, and we can get that. You know, we we do kind of the same thing on Spaces now. It's the next evolution of it, but we'll get back to that. Do more of our side. Anyway, Seth is also on our Discord. Uh, so again, if you want to ask the real questions, if you want to come take part in the real conversations, come and join our Discord. The link is in the episode description. You can also always reach out to us on Twitter, on Reddit. Email at trailcasters at gmail.com. Seth's question, this one's getting a little personal. Not personal for me, but for the team here. We're talking about the season ticket holders. Seth, a longtime season ticket holder, has been looking to move up to the club level seats. And I guess this year, the Blazers changed their club level plan a little bit. They took out, according to Seth, they took out a $30 food and beverage credit and replaced that credit with a parking pass. Seth is asking, is this a good or a bad trade? Uh, I think from our conversations, we can safely assume that he feels it's a bad trade, and I firmly agree. I, uh, Portland does not have great parking, so I get where there's going to be a certain audience uh, that wants to have that parking structure access right next to the stadium, especially when they're going to the club seats. That way they can show up late, maybe you know, have, have had some pre-gaming and all the rest, and come and have their, their nice spots but now they're not getting food and drink as cheaply in the building and to be totally honest the parking is not that is not that bad out there you you can find spots you can walk a few blocks i i'm not in on this i want the food and beverage credit as a fan the stuff is way overpriced in there anyway give me the free food and bev i will i will walk a few blocks
1: i disagree but that's because the one thing that you need almost every single time you go is parking And I don't know how many times I've gone to a game and just wasn't hungry, didn't eat, didn't have anything to drink outside of water. So I need that. But the problem here is Keith is that it is, it was food and that was it. And now it's parking. That's it. As as a as a consumer, who's paying their money to have the ticket, it should be an option. Choice. I it, it it should be. Do I want a food and beverage credit or do I want a parking credit? or do I want honest to god give a merchandise credit like whatever because especially with like and i i also think like like if you're actually trying to make money on this i think you'd almost make more if you gave a little bit of a of a food credit because how many people are going to be like oh well i got thirty dollars i can go buy seventy dollars worth right right like (laughs) like i i I, and more people who don't have the credit aren't going to buy any food so uh, but again i think it's it's weird to me why is this not an option why is it not hey if you want parking take the parking option if you want food take the food option if you don't want any we'll offer you the tickets at a slightly lower price to offset it but don't take any but yeah for me i i'm i'm a guy who i i I like the idea that i'm going to have guaranteed parking every single time don't have to feel like i have to show up early to yeah beat the, i got gotcha. the crowd i just got the guaranteed parking it was my favorite part of being in the media was that i just i got to go in i got to park and it was beautiful <laughs> and it wasn't my favorite part of being in the media because honestly my favorite part of being in the media changes every time you ask me what my favorite part of being
0: in the, <laughs> the media was yeah no, parking i would yet. take
1: i would take parking especially now if you want to take your family and i got kids and stuff getting me close to the arena where i feel a little bit safer. All, yep that's i'll take parking yeah again, okay it's, it's why is it not an option yeah why is it not an option? because you're Should right be it
0: has option. benefits for for certain certain customers certain certain fans are going to want certain fans with a family or fans with maybe older uh members are going to want to not have to walk i'd say there are a lot of other fans out there who, especially when they're you know people like seth or i from the 300 maybe thinking oh let's let's upgrade let's go down a little lower let's turn this into some vip parties for the for the blaze games when we're going uh I can walk, and I'll, I'll take my free food and drink. But it, you know, I it's a fair point. I, I get what you're saying. Next question: Die Mad had a question earlier about Bledsoe playing for Portland. He's back with one more. What's the best case scenario for Portland in free agency if Joe Cronin gets exactly who he wants? Who does he get? That is tough.
1: I don't know. I don't know because I don't know who he wants.
0: I, I, yeah, if I, I, all the talk recently even after the deadline was still the idea that Jeremy Grant was going to be the target this summer, right? Kind of the, still think he is. I still think he is. Yeah. I, I kind of, I I'm, still think he's the target. At least as far as what we know, at least as any kind of inklings we've heard about, that's, that seems to be generally the direction they're going. And the way that GM's always play this man, if they're not gonna lay their hand on the table. They're not gonna be totally clear about where they're going because it takes away the leverage. Someone else is gonna come in and try and make it more difficult for them. I, as far as we know, Grant is the target. I think it's a good target. I don't know if there's gonna be a whole lot else available out there that would be attainable. Uh, the, like, you know, that, that's gonna be higher end. Again, you know, shout out to Brandon McIntyre. Hey. He has been a critic of Jeremy Grant as a target. I think with his points mostly being the price tag, uh that it would take to get him and also money
1: money 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 (laughs) money 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 well but even as a
0: trade like detroit wanted they were they wanted like two first round picks right and it was just it was just a high high price they were asking for but beyond that too grant has kind of said some things about wanting to be a first or second option i'm not worried about that part i i feel like players are gonna say that these dudes are competitive they see each player in the nba sees themselves as potentially the best player in the world so i'm not worried about him saying he wants to be a first or second option i think if he made the deal if we put him in a spot where it's going you know if if we're willing to bring him in here and and again it was the ideal situation for what what bernard was laying out there i don't think that he's gonna be pissed if if we're saying you're gonna be our third or fourth option i don't think that's gonna be any sort of deal breaker for him. i
1: don't think he's i don't think he's coming to be a fourth option fourth is a little low okay fine but you know
0: um you get day
1: penny, but no. There's not. There's not a lot available on on, on this this free agent class that I think really um, drastically improves the team. I think you're looking at a free agent class for Portland that again you're you're signing your you're signing your rotation players. Mm. You're not signing a starter via free agency. You're still going to go out and and uh, hit the trade market hard. Um, in that in that case there's the one that i still like um and i am gonna go on this one again i've said it here on the podcast a few times unrestricted free agent don't know what he's going to command on the open open market um but that's chris boucher i think chris boucher can be a very very good power forward in that starting spot um for portland that very versatile ability to play you know Three, even if you wanted to go really big lineups, going to be able to play the five for you. Um, his per thirty-six numbers are very, but very similar to Pascal Siakam's. He just plays the same position as Pascal, so he doesn't, you know, see the floor in the same capacity. Um, so that's a name I like. Um, also. Can I can I clarify um, something Kyle, real quick here too? Be like, yes, I, yes. I you you mentioned Chris
0: Boucher or as for the free agent thing. And like wait a minute, Jeremy Grant's not a free agent. That's the whole reason I was thinking of him as being the person they were talking about before, because it was not free agency. And yeah, he's got one more year on his deal anyway. Yeah, like That's why
1: years. I said he's he's a trade target. <laughs> yeah, he's still. a trade target. Um, Excuse me there. Um yeah, but uh I, I think Kyle Anderson is another one. Um He's just, again, going to be able to play multiple positions, going to be able to, to get shots for you, get rebounds. He's a very smart player. He's not flashy, and he's not going to shoot lights out, but he's, he's just a solid, solid player that would be good on this roster. And then I just think it's, I mean, you have another one on your roster. I think it's very interesting what happens with Joe Ingles. What kind of money is he going to Ooh. command? I mean, he is coming off the injury, but even if you get. Even if you get eighty percent, Joe Ingles, and he is on the downside of his career, like there's still value in a guy that shoots freaking what, like forty percent from deep, is a good defender, um, and if anything, can help some of the younger guys too. So, um, and it sounds like he still's got plenty in the tank mentally. So if he wants to run, let him run. Um but I think it's gonna be interesting because again, you're not looking for the giant needle movers here. Um you're looking at guys who are gonna fill out your rotation roles and then you're gonna use the rest of your roster to build out those starting spots if you can.
0: And again, if we are you know, now that I've clarified we're specifically talking about free agency, then you also have to talk about Nurk and Simons. Like Penny and, and oh, Yusuf are yeah. both, you know, technically they're gonna be free agents. Technically they're in that spot. But yeah. So as And
1: here's the thing. No, sorry. As, nope. as far
0: as Joe getting exactly what he wants, we, I'm saying he gets Penny, he gets Nurk. Uh, yeah, I could see Ingles being included in, in that kind of mix as far as kind of the veteran power forward coming in somewhere. And, and yeah, I'd love Boucher if we're going to bring in some name that's not already on the roster.
1: Yeah, and just real quick, since you brought up Simons, does make me think. Let's look at, I want to look at the the shooting guard, uh, the pool. Um let's see oh yeah everyone's talking zach levine that would be a pipe dream but that <laughs> would be pretty incredible yeah. tell me this tell me you wouldn't be over your skis if portland goes out and manages to get zach levine and the bulls don't match and then this is probably if, if any team is is out there is even going to offer ant simons a max then you have got to explore all sign and trade options with him while you have the money so tell me you're not tell me if, if you're a blazer fan and again, this might not work financially. I'm just trying to throw hypotheticals out there just in general. So don't worry about the finances here, okay? But tell me as a Blazer fan, Keith, you're not over your skis if Portland goes out there, manages to get Zach Levine, turns around and t- uh, flips Anthony Simons for a Jeremy Grant, and then also re-signs Yusuf Nurkic, and now they go out there and they roll out a starting lineup of, of, yeah. of Dame, Levine, Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant, and, and Yusuf Nurkic? That's a flipping phenomenal starting five. <laughs> that is yeah. a damn good starting I five. I And then that. people worry about Josh Hart because you're, oh, you're right back in the Norman Powell situation. No, you're not. Norman Powell is a shooting guard who was stuck in the, spot, the small forward spot. And I really would never have considered Norman Powell a tweener. Like, he is a shooting guard. That's where he should be. Josh Hart is definitely a tweener and can play small forward and play it very well. So if you're starting him at, at, uh, at small, forward, right. Right. You're not hurting at all. And then you have your rotation players that you can, uh, again, you, do you go long-term on a minimum deal with drew Eubanks? You've seen that, that Watford, uh, you seen what Watford can give you. Now you gotta, you got Joe Ingalls. If, if you get him back, cause you have his bird rights. So now there is a, um, uh, backup guy who can play 4 and 3. And hell, maybe he's even your starting 3 so that you have a lot of firepower with Josh Hart coming off the bench. Now your only question and that's the weirdest question to have as a Blazer fan is well, oh, what am I what's my backup guard situation? <laughs> as a Blazer, if, fan, you've had 20, I don't even know 20, how to start guards. with that
0: as a Blazer fan. Like that, that's that's just been the complete opposite for so long. We've had the glute of guards and like, "Oh, we had three big men and now one is, only one is healthy." Uh <laughs>
1: Yeah, but again, so that again, that's a pipe dream type deal. Yeah, okay. I'd have to definitely see how finances would even work in that. It would be crazy hard to pull off, but where there's a will, there's a way. But yeah, as a Blazer fan, you're definitely not upset if that's the road that Joe Cronin goes and you have completely flipped your rebuild because your rebuild was one season if you managed to do something like that. All that being said, I don't see a reason for Zach Levine to want to leave Chicago, however zach levine is a pacific northwest kid
0: oh maybe the
1: the ties to bring him back home
0: yeah there we go there we go let's get into some blazer adjacent video game questions from tim over on the busted bucket podcast also another one of our friends on discord please come and join us on discord if you haven't heard me say it yet tim's first question power rangers or voltron where are you going chris
1: Power Rangers, cold classic,
0: baby. Cold, 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 cold classic Power Rangers. Ah, it's tough. I, I grew up on Power Rangers more, man, but I love the cartoon. I, lo- I loved Voltron. I lo- always loved the anime stuff, and I know the, the the Power Rangers just, you know, like we talked about last time when we were on the pre-show, it wasn't even the real show. The American version was always kind of redone weirdness that they took from, like, half of it's, the Japanese I can't, show. can I can't, I can't,
1: I can't vote against the pink ranger every 1990s you know preteens' very first crush i just I'll, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for for the pink ranger man <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much fair. grew up wishing my mom had named me Jason because the Red Ranger <laughs> was a badass. Like Oh, definitely uh, wanted to be go, the Red Ranger. Definitely. I I didn't I didn't go as Volt as as Voltron for Halloween, but I went as a Power Ranger. Mm, so
0: Good arguments. Good 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 strong arguments. We might we can come we might have to come back to this one at some point. Uh wanna clarify though too. Tim asks after the Power Rangers Voltron question, are these the kind of questions? Am I doing it right? Yes, Tim! All questions are welcome. These are exactly the questions we want. These are the fun ones. All thoughts that you have on anything, Blazer centric or otherwise. Even when I was putting on uh, on Twitter today, I was like, "Hey, you want to? You, you need a translator for your dog? Ask me what you think. Uh, what I think the dog is saying. You want to know the weather in Hood River? I'll tell you that too. Come and ask it on our Discords. The link is in the episode descriptions. Come and talk got... on Spaces on Twitter. Send us emails at at gmail.com.
1: All of that stuff. You got a lot of questions for me, but I got one for you. Oh, 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 okay. Mm, I like it. Rocket League or literally anything else. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Chad. Hey.
0: Uh, the, again, if you're, if you're not on Discord, you know what? No, I'm not even going to explain it. If you're not on Discord, you're missing out. Come and join the Discord. You'll understand <laughs> more of the jokes. Rocket League versus Dead by Daylight. That's a whole nother podcast we'll get into. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to say there are some in the, any, there, there's more than a few in the anything else category that I'm taking rocket league over. I'm not, I will not disrespect the flying acrobatic cars hitting a giant soccer ball, uh, in, in such inglorious fashion. Next question from Tim, uh, again, from Tim at the busted bucket podcast. Also Tim on our discord. How many times can I say discord before you guys join? Come and join our discord sub zero or scorpion. Chris, which way are you going? A Mortal Kombat I was, always,
1: I was always a Scorpion guy. I, I was always a Scorpion guy, but Sub-Zero is such a badass Yeah, too. dude. I...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, these guys are set up as a yin-yang, like, two sides of a coin kind of thing. Yeah. They were the two original ninjas. It was the blue and yellow ninja. Sc- uh, Scorpion being very much that, like, fiery, rage, undead kind of thing going on. Sub-Zero more had—he was, he was ice cold. He, he Honestly, he was almost more like—he was dame cold, you know? He'd just, just act like you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think I gotta go Sub Zero. I I always enjoyed playing Scorpion in the game,
1: but the character lore uh, and and just the style. I'm I'm Sub Zero. I'm still gonna lean Scorpion. I like it. He's good. Then he's bad. Then he's good again. And he's just he's he's just a broken broken soul, man. <laughs> he's just he just needs to he just needs to be loved. He just needs to be loved.
0: You know the biggest problem with uh, these questions on Discord is. Uh, when we put these in, when listeners bring their questions into the podcast questions channel in our Discord, the debates bust out right there in the questions channel. And it's really hard to find the questions. I remember having to go through and I wanted to make sure I noted that. Uh, but that's a great problem to have. So thank you everyone on the Discord for having not just awesome questions, but awesome debates all the time. Great conversations going on. On this thing that I just keep telling you about called Discord, the link's in the episode description. If you haven't paused the podcast and gone to click that link yet and joined our Discord, I'm very disappointed in you. But you have one more question here to listen through and then all, all you got left after listening to this next question is just to go and click that link, join the Discord, join the Discord and come and be part of our next mailbag uh, and all the other conversations going on daily on the Trailcasters Discord community. All right, Chris, final question. Another one from our guy, Ike in Portland. We need to assign Mortal Kombat characters to each of the Blazers players, I don't, we don't have to go through each. Let's not go through each, but I think we can do a number of these. Uh, Ike, even Ike and Seth, and a couple others on the Discord, got to start it off. Uh, they have some suggestions that I'll throw out here, but let's start at the top. Okay. Dame, who, who? Which? Which Mortal Kombat character are you putting as Damian Lillard? Or which? Which character would Damian Lillard represent in Mortal Kombat?
1: he has to be he has to be lord raiden
0: oh my god he's, thank you you i can't i did not expect you to have the exact same answer as i did ike in the sub was saying sub-zero or i can discord no. was saying sub-zero and i get it like i was making the ice cold reference no yeah no.
1: he, ha- he has to be he has to be lord raiden Name's the he, boss, has, he's, dude. he is he he is yeah the master of earth realm the protector the of of Earthrealm. Of Earthrealm. like he he is he is the protector of of rip city uh, yeah, he's the protector of Rip City. Yep, it's it's definitely. Dame Lord, is raiding all
0: day. I'm with you. Uh then for Anthony Simons for Penny. Seth on Discord said Penny would be Luke. Hang. I got I kind of agree with that one. Because he's the up and comer. He's the rising star that has just the unlimited potential that no one's seen yet, you know? I mean, if you look at the the No see well, you look at the modern lore see, in, the, in the new Mortal Kombat games. Luke Kang comes through and he's the new the new protector of the Earth realm at one point. And then I think it goes further as well. He becomes evil. There's like the duplicates,
1: the evil, evil twin thing going yeah. on. Yeah, he's he does. So I, I get where you're going, but I also think this is where you get a good argument for for a sub-zero because you could make CJ McCollum his scorpion. Oh, like that's why they're enemies. Sub Zero outed Scorpion into the Nether realm of Oh, New I like and it. And now they 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 are they are just they they are enemies, and they they just go and battle each other. Um, I do like the Liu Kang, but just because of taking over, over over a CJ spot, mm. which is really funny because CJ took over Wes's spot. Yeah, there's cyclical. always that kind of so so that would make maybe 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 like so so Wes Wes was like. See, and West could have been Sub Zero. He was, he was B. Han, who was killed by Scorpion. And lore, then okay. B. Han's brother, the new Sub Zero, out Scorpion into the nether realm of New Orleans. I'm going with score I'm going with Sub Zero. Oh boy, for Antsy. And
0: see, you know me so well. Making the argument based on the lore and the and the mythology. You know me <laughs> so well. I can't argue with that. That feels pretty strong, man. So, so Penny. Uh, Penny being Sub-Zero yep. to CJ's Scorpion I, and I like that having CJ kind of come in here uh, the, the Blazers legend the former Blazers great see or, originally though I was going to go with like Hart being Sub-Zero as kind of this veteran kind of ice cold dude who's been around and Nasir Little being the kind of rageful young blood Scorpion coming up I like this better though okay okay I'm, I'm good with it. I'm good with Penny Penny is Sub-Zero, CJ is Scorpion but who, who do we put then for Josh Hart and Nasir Little our, our small forwards here
1: Hmm. Maybe in this case, maybe Monsieur Little is is the lo- young Liu Kang. Maybe oh, okay. he just hasn't reached yeah. his potential. It just hasn't reached his potential yet. It's unfortunate because your reasoning for naming Aunt Luke Kang was absolutely perfect. But but as was my Sub Zero. But I gotta <laughs> stick to my Sub Zero. Sub Zero. So good. in my like case, Sub-Zero. sticking to my story, it's just and, and 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 NK is like any other any other fun story. It has a multiverse. So it in does. my multiverse, in my multiverse, I'll go with Nasir Little as our Luke Kang, our future savior. I like that. Either that or either that or the. 9th, 10th, 11th pick that we're going to get this year will be our Luke <laughs> I, I
0: like Nasir a little as Luke Hanger. So, yeah, because similar to Ant, he's that up-and-coming power. No one knows what he could erupt into at some point. He's got all that athleticism and, and the fire. I like it. Uh, okay, so so what Josh about Josh Hart. Hart? Yeah, what do you got?
1: First off, I want you to give me your Josh Hart because mine is just going to make you laugh. I, I, I had... I, I thought I had
0: a good Josh Hart for a minute, but I'm kind of saving that guy for one of our other players that we'll get to in a bit. Okay. Um, I kind of want to go with um, who was the uh, – who was uh, – um, oh, Jax. The Because he was – like, Jax was Sonya's partner. Sonya became a bitter, bigger mm-hmm. character in the lore and all this, but Jax was kind of this guy. He he was the veteran – not mentor, but he was the, the, the veteran partner, kind of like the, the, the muscle guy and the you – know, and again, he, he had kind of a weird story, depending on which, which part of the multiverse you're looking at with MK, because uh, he does, obviously, in, in more recent games, he gets kind of uh, some upgrades going, much more effective arms and weapons going. But at least in the, in the movies and some of the old stories, he was kind of that guy in kind of the tertiary tertiary side story stuff, where he, uh, you know, he, he was just kind of a supporting role. And I like Hart, but I feel like that's kind of going to be his thing up here, where he's going to be more that quiet guy in the background it's not great I do I'm, not, wish, I'm not
1: big on that one no no I do kind of wish the Blazers would go sign Wes Matthews in the off season though so that we could continue this and he could be noob cybot no. like <laughs> the original there sub zero and then go. everything continues to become full circle anyway Josh Hart Yeah. hear me out here hey Blazers they, they went and traded got another shooting guard oh a shooting guard who's playing the three? Oh, three and D guy you know just like every other one we've signed he's reptile Oh he's yeah, just like of course. like other ninjas, who are the face, of your, ninja. face yeah. of your franchise <laughs> and the face of your thing, but he's so just sense. a reskin. It's a reskin. He's just a exactly. reskin. But unlike all the other ones, he's a cool reskin. He's got, yeah, he's good. He's a cool oh. reskin that, for some reason, like he, he was just thrown in, but he sticks around because you like him so much, and he becomes part of the. Because he, he's too. got his he's own reptile. unique
0: abilities. He's not just the. He he yeah. looks like the copy, but then yeah, he does things that none of the others could. The camo, the acid spit. I love it. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one for hard. Okay, I'm in. Okay, so we're we're on to our big men now. We're down to the the fours and the fives here. Let's start with the main big man, Nurk. I feel like this should be obvious. If you've looked at at least the uh, the the questionnaire and the notes that I, that we're sharing here, you know what my answer is. Do you agree? I haven't looked at your notes, so
1: tell me. It's Goro. Nurk is Goro all day. He's the no, no? definitely not. <laughs> no, he's. I'm putting him higher on my Goro list, and I'm just giving him. The, the the character in the MK realm that is just hi, I am a big giant mountain of a badass, and that's Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn. Uh, but Shao Kahn's like boss like Raiden type boss. Like I I can't nope, I can't he's just a big mountain of a man of a badass who was spoiler alert, like Killed in the last game. You know, it's all good. <laughs> but, he's a mountain of a man, badass. I like it. But
0: him. this is like and we're going for the same idea. Cause that was the same, like the way that I've been looking at Goro, especially in some of the older movies. He's the he's the giant villain. He's the four armed monster that nobody can even touch. No one has any chance, except for Johnny Cage doing his stupid splits and getting the nut punch in there. But I'm just I'm going with Shao Kahn. That's fair. I didn't fair. want to go with Goro.
1: Nurk doesn't have four arms. Come on. But he's
0: the beast. He's the big guy. It's the same. We're both going for the idiot. He's the mountain. He. I
1: almost went with Jax just because the IDR, you know, by all arms nerks bionic <laughs> leg like it's made sense
0: all right uh joe ingles the veteran player if he still be here next year this is my kano the, and, and i think seth had said this on discord too and i just totally agree joe ingles australian accent kano in all the all the uh roles i've seen all, all the characters i've seen play him in either games or in the movies always have some sort of Australian vagabond type thing going on. And it's always kind of silly the way they cast him where it's like, he's nowhere near as serious of a character, at least not of a combatant as the other guys. Uh, And then, you know, he gets his laser eye and he's got the sharp shooting power with that that laser there. So I'm I'm going Kano for Joe. You're trying to disagree.
1: No, I'll agree. There we go.
0: Got him, got one. Okay, well not one, we agreed on some others too uh Trent watford what do you think for watford another he here. is
1: he is my sonya blade that's a good one yeah i like that one because like sonya he just he started out as as nothing special no everyone underestimated she wasn't him. she wasn't special yep. first mortal kombat everybody wanted to be scorpion and sub-zero yep. no one remembered sonya blade hell she got more pub being in that first movie than being in the series. (laughs) But as the series went on, she turned into a certified badass. So, You know what else, too? Beyond that, when
0: you're playing in the game, at least in all the renditions that I've played over the years, Sonia is always a more technical character to play. You can't just sit there and go like, okay, I've got these two or three moves that we're going to try and like loosen up their defense. She, she's reactive. You got to wait for the person to be in the air and toss that kind of, that, that kind of arcing shot. Uh, she's got yeah. the, the slide kick in the different moves. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah and also we're, yeah. And we're retracting. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Kano away what? from Joe Ingles. I don't know. And I'm going, I'm going with Johnny Cage. Because For Joe? everyone For likes jo- Yes, listen. <laughs> everyone loves Johnny. Everyone thinks Johnny Cage, and they think the egotistical movie star Johnny Cage in the fir- the first part of the series. But as the series went on, he also turned into the uh, uh, armed forces with. Like Sonia, like Jax, they had a, had a daughter who became an armed forces too. And as the series aged, he became a much more cerebral, yeah,
0: yeah. smart,
1: he grew up vet savvy character. He threw all the other, all the all the nonsense of being the egotistical Johnny Cage away, and he just became the savvy vet of the roster. See, I- and that's Joe Ingles, the savvy vet. See,
0: I-, I was, I, I still think Joe Ingles, at least from watching him play on other teams he's got that attitude and i feel like he fits kano but i was saving my johnny cage see and it fits
1: with see, But you... johnny cage has the attitude when he wants it, he does he does angles. But, but anyway but who are you saving
0: your johnny cage i was saving for? my johnny cage and it actually fit really well with you saying Trent watford as sonia because my johnny cage was going to be greg brown because greg brown has got that funk he's got that style he throws down big day t- he goes through the legs even that was johnny cage's whole thing is getting between the legs i i I'm with you on it. I, I like what you're saying about angles, but I, I'm sticking with uh plus plus with Trent Wafford and Greg Brown, you got that kind of competition. These two, you know, kind of more of the the normal humans in here trying to compete for like the, the back and forth. Uh and also kind of maybe being I'm sure Trenton and uh and Greg Brown have some have some partnerships going. They're 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 coming up together, you know. So uh, I'm I'm sticking with that one. I think I think uh Greg Brown is my Johnny
1: Cade. See, this is where I'm gonna say Greg Brown. Do I want it? Yeah. You like it. I'm gonna say this is where I say Greg Brown is my Goro. Greg Brown's your Goro. I, uh, I, because no, no, I, I no. It, Listen, not it. for the, not for the same reasons you say. Because you're like, oh, he's a big badass. He's the beast. No, Shao Kahn, way better. <laughs> he's my Goro because of the shock factor and that first. Mortal Kombat. Everyone was, everyone was like human, right? Scorpion, two legs, two arms, looked like a dude. Sub Zero, Sonya, mm-hmm. Raiden, mm-hmm. Liu Kang, mm-hmm. down the, and then all of a sudden you got to the boss and you were shocked Who to is see this big yep. like eight yep. foot monster with four arms and it was like oh the game just turned on its head and that <laughs> is the personification of every greg brown dunk. The, East Bay Funk dunk the game the game is 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 a game you know what's going on and if you don't know anything about greg brown all of a sudden he shocks you his with head. his arm goro dunk through the legs in the open in the open court that's why he's goro i i i, I can see and it shock i'm
0: i'm i, th- I still got nerf for my goro because, you know, for, you know, for me who Shao if Kahn you- is, hmm. uh, Shao Kahn's the villain. And, and in a lot of the games, Shao Kahn, at least in the beginning, he wasn't even playable. He was this villain that sits in his chair, and then you face Shang Tsung, right? Shao Kahn was uh, the boss above. You didn't even face him, I until later chapters. To me, he's not even one of the Blazers. He's the enemy. He's the anti-Blazer. He's Neil. Neil O'Shea is Shao Kahn. Because he's the he's the the, the villain, the no. leader of Outworld, the leader of Outworld that's not even
1: part of our our our, no, our protectorate no, no, here. No. no, no, no. See, Neil Neil is Shang Tsung. Because Neil is over there taking taking souls, souls at your he, soul. He, like, he, 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 he tried to leave with the soul of Rip City, and he was never as big oh, and powerful, good. and was really going to do damage like like Shao Kahn was. But he was going to take your soul after everyone else did all the dirty work. <laughs> seriously, I like it. seriously, you that that's how it was. <laughs> Kano comes out here and does all the dirty work, and then Shang Tsung sh- shows up. Your soul is mine, and then he takes the soul. Didn't do any of the dirty work. Work, but he is the soul stealer that is neil O'Shea.
0: that's a good one that's hard to argue with okay we're gonna have to come back to a lot of these but i think that was a pretty good list i think that was a pretty good if you wanted
1: to, if you wanted to take ri- get rid of the goro tag on brown which is fair the other one i went for the exact same reason the shock factor the very first time you saw him and that's a greg brown dunk and that was baraka
0: Baraka with the, with the yeah. crazy big teeth the and the bones growing out of his arms yeah, that were yeah, sharpened totally. for
1: swords like again it, it was a, it was a a real turn for the franchise like whoa that's crazy like that's that was that's greg brown every time like i said he throws one down between the legs and
0: boom i like Sakalaka. this i like this you know you know who else would be good for for a reptile would be blaze although i uh, josh hart is too good for reptile we can't take that one away i just feel like
1: yeah don't be don't take it away
0: i'm just i'm trying to th- i'm trying to get all shifty on it now but listeners if you have a a ranking or a ladder for all of your blazers to mortal kombat character designations or if you want to hear us do those same kind of lists with uh i don't know what other franchises are our franchises are out there we could do star wars we could uh i don't know if you're big on star trek i don't know those characters as well but we could definitely do star wars could do x-men could uh, get into some of the Marvel stuff. You know, we could have fun with this. Also, if you want to talk about video games, we didn't even get into Dead by Daylight today, Chris. We have so many Dead by Daylight conversations to have. That's going to be probably more
1: off-season pods. We do, we do, but we can't, we can't end this pod yet. Oh, what else you got? How do you not assign a character to Chauncey Billups? Oh, oh, oh
0: man. How did I not think of that? Didn't I, I didn't even put Billups on the list
1: here. I have one for him, but I want to see if you come up with something.
0: Let me think here. I'm trying to go through, trying to rack through who else was... I remember the Mortal Kombat. Co- uh, yeah. It's sad that I forgot Chauncey Billis, but I'm, I'm having an even harder time remembering other
1: Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> who you got? I'm going with Kotal Kahn.
0: Oh, the, uh, because... the native-inspired dude right yes yeah.
1: i'm going with kotal khan because kotal khan was basically just thrown in yeah. randomly to be another <laughs> another giant khan character yeah, totally. who out of nowhere just kind of like became an equal to shao khan who was one of the biggest badass characters He was supposed to be like a predecessor
0: series. or something right like
1: i don't remember yes yeah. he was he was pre- and and uh, anyway like so yeah i'm going kotal khan because he's just thrown in and all of a sudden he's like uber powerful and is on the throne but nobody really knows why <laughs> like it, it was ba- he became he think about this keith Kodal khan became khan without any experience as an <laughs> assistant khan
0: <laughs> oh it fits too well i'm so mad that i didn't think of that <laughs> that's so good and i gotta say Kotal Kahn is fun as f- to just just smash people with in that game. Oh my god! In Mortal Kombat 11, in, he rocks. In MK
1: 11, he was one of my favorite oh, players to play with. He, he just crushes people. But anyway, again, he's just there and he's all powerful, and you're, you're supposed to believe it. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh. Okay. Okay. there's a, there's a few disagreements, but I think it's a pretty good list overall. If you got Billups is Kotal Kahn, Dame is Raiden. Penny as uh Sub Zero, CJ as Scorpion, Josh Hart as Reptile. <laughs> that's so good. And I guess i'd almost make Norman Powell noob cybot, or, or some sort of
1: switch around in there. No, no, it's still, it still still has to be it still has to be west. All right. All right. Oh yeah, west Norm, west. Norm yeah. Pa- west. Norm Norm Powell gets to be one of the cyborgs who were, yeah, the, cyrax. Who were originally or nin- yeah. yeah. Who are originally uh ninjas under Scorpion yeah, and yeah, Sub Zero. Yeah. It was like the cyrax that's...
0: was the yellow one. I don't remember the red one's name, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, and we we get lost in some of the other ones. But again, listeners, if you have your own rankings for Mortal Kombat characters or Star Wars characters or Marvel or anything else, send them in to us. Let us know at Trailcasters on Twitter, Trailcasters on Reddit, Trailcasters at gmail and come join our Discord. Link in the episode description. All of these awesome conversations. So much more. We have game day chats, lots and lots of dialogue about the team morning night any time of day we play video games on there eventually we'll have live episodes on there as well chris is doing some amazing work getting graphic stuff loaded up for us where we're gonna have not just throwing up our faces on youtube we're gonna have a show we got a show coming for you guys it's gonna kick nasty <laughs> and yes that will be censored because we love everybody sorry grandma it's gonna kick butt (laughs) it's gonna gonna be kick kick goat sound ass goat goat Um, that's usually the good one for. it's got that, that sharp edge to it but that's it for now thank you all so much that's our first ever mailbag episode that was awesome Chris thank you for all of that and what a fun way to end it on the Mortal Kombat comparison in closing your honorable listeners that's it that's our show Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you, Odar, for these fat beats. Thank you, listeners, for a great listening and all of the great listener questions. Thank you, Grandma and Dad and Debbie and Haley and all the family that also uh, wrote in and participated. Thank you guys all. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your City basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again, and please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters.